Welcome to Random Side Note. 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 Yo, and welcome back to Random Side Note Season 2. It's your boy Dre here with the Rando Gang, and we are back and ready to bring y'all some live entertainment. What's up, guys? How y'all been? Feeling like an uncanceled Netflix uh, subscription service movie. Uh, <laughs> nah. level. Um, not Netflix. Speaking of Netflix, y'all better stop, pa- stop sharing y'all passwords. <laughs> That's the price going up. Mm-mm. Now they are talking about, oh, they have to, like, they're going to send an email and they're going to have to verify that you can log on. I'm like, yeah, you got to answer, answer that question real quick that they're going to send you. Please sign up for a free seven days. <laughs> Trash. That is trash because everybody's your Netflix passwords. Um, Nikki, you got to have one password for this one. Pa- one person got to handle each bill. And you haven't had to have a collector. I agree because these it's people are right, right, I, right. But y'all still can get around and just tell this password question. So when Netflix send it to y'all, all y'all got to do it. I already knew it, and then just keep it moving. <laughs> What you been up to, AB? Out there in the cold? Same old, same old. I'm actually waiting on a snowstorm as we speak. But all is well. I've been good. Happy to be back. What's up, Nikki? Yo, I'm chilling. Baby, I'm mad at these shades you got on in the middle of the day, like, in the house. But it's okay. Nah, that's a video filter. You know what I'm saying? Like, these ain't real. Like, I can't take them off. I mean, I know. I, like, not I'm about to sit there, like... I'm about to say, damn, I can't have drunk on you. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling me dumb? Like, what? I didn't say dumb. I said no, drunk. We didn't say dumb, Kimmy. But, I mean, I feel like I was on vacation when we ended. But I'm on vacation again. D, the start that foolishness. Spring break. Leave me alone. Let me be great. Okay. <laughs> uh, I hate that we ended with you living your best life. Over all the rest of us that were, you know, throughout the year. And, you, and you coming back with me living it. And here you go, fun and education right in front of us. Oh, by the way, it's spring break. I'm off work for a week. And no, this is not my vacation time. And I get paid my same money. You, you ain't got to do Hello. Mm. I love it. Next. No, no, not next. <laughs> How you doing, D? What you been up to? I'm fine. Nikki and her vacations. I'm loving it. I'm trying to be like her when when I grow up. That's that's my mission right now. I'm trying to don't be like me. Be better. (laughs) (laughs) She be out two days every week. I'm like, who you teaching? (laughs) What you ain't finna do is try me, okay? She be teaching a GED class or something like we Monday, Wednesday, Friday. <laughs> oh, so you try to say I went to slow education? D, go I ahead, know, baby. I... It, so, oh, j- just go ahead, sugar. I see you picked up where we left off. Yes, always, it and it, it's great. It's great. I'm happy to be back. It's great to see smiling faces, and I'm excited about the conversation we have in store. Yeah, like it has been so much going on though since we. We left. We had uh, Gorilla Glue Girl, Tessica, whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't know her name. Just know what she did. 
you know, I don't understand how she thought that would work. I mean, it's just so much been going on in this world and we ain't been able to talk about it. So, <laughs> so um, Akeem, did you tell us what you've been up to? Uh, Akeem has been working. Um, Akeem is moving. Uh, I'm still going to be your native Atlanta resident, though. Don't think I'm leaving the city right now. But, um, yeah. Y'all were showing up last weekend, though. It is not a y'all. So let's go ahead and get this out of the way. This is everybody from surrounding areas, excluding Atlanta, from cities that don't have a social structure or a social lifestyle. And then they come to Atlanta and then they want to party. They want to see what they see. On, they want to do what they see on the TV. They want to do what they see on Atlanta Housewives. Like you can, you can tell true Atlanta people by what social functions they attend and during what time period. Ooh, oh, is this the same person that was giving slack about Florida? Oh, and the people that was in Florida, y'all one step close to Texas. Y'all one step close to Texas. Don't be doing that. Uh 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 uh. Because AB had to straighten you real quick. It ain't the Floridians. It's the people that comes to Florida. The same as you. No no no. Okay. The difference difference Uh, is extended stay versus that extended (laughs) stay. Oh, so we a hotel now. Get the oh, fuck out of here. Day. You extended stay. So we 169 a night. Oh. <laughs> that's how much it costs to party. <laughs> that's what they getting for their breaks. That's what they getting. But here in Atlanta, if we are $1,700 a month. Oh, Okay. And y'all uh, still in the car, still in the ties, and putting them over. <laughs> no, nope. let's okay. not do that, Akeem, because in that $1,700 a month, there are 17 individuals living there as well. Hmm. Exactly. Oh, my God. Oh, on the blow up mattress. Hello, a dollar a week. Everybody not contributing to the household. That's not. <laughs> also, no. those are just Midtown rates and not Atlanta. No, because uh, no, where I say it right now is. Very up and coming area, and it's fifteen hundred dollars. So call it for a one oh, for a what? What are you getting? I got it. You mean square footage or like? You have a what? A two two. Oh, a two bed, two bath. Yeah. How many people live there though? Me, myself, and I. Oh, I'm coming oh. to spend the night. <laughs> That's a good you deal. in his business. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> I mean, he already coming back problematic talking about all these people in Atlanta. You always want to call somebody problematic, but yet you are the one. I will say oh. I saw some lokes out during All Star Weekend, though. So what else? Some lokes. Locals. Oh yeah, that was locals out. We're not gonna pretend like all them folks was from out of town. Right. Oh. I go through the archives. Don't let me pull it. Don't let me pull it. But did y'all ever get the girl with the GoFundMe back to oh, New York so where she was going? Yeah. I changed my Twitter name one day to Stuck in Atlanta because I would. Just see if I can. <laughs> yeah, baby, let me bless you with something. <laughs> Even if you wanted me to start you a GoFundMe, I would have started one for you now. Gotcha. Baby, when I saw that, she actually was receiving money. Was the problem? Didn't they try to say they, it was a joke? I thought they canceled the whole GoFundMe because there were multiple. But I thought they did. You know, oh, they were. I, I know a lot of people. Like, let me try too. Yeah, they were like, let me try. 
I mean, I even saw a video last weekend in Atlanta where they had the person um when they had the had the person twerking outside the car and the car took off and yeah. he started rolling out. Yeah. <laughs> we were in the intersection last night. Terrible. That was awful. It was. Oh, How are you just gonna pull off before you realize that everybody's in the car? Like you're the driver. Let me check. Y'all in. We about to go. Wow. But even the door was open and the car kept going. So I refuse to believe they didn't notice that she was outside on the ground. Right. And I'm sure this- the people in the back were saying something. No, no, stop, stop. Come on. Like that was trash. Also, why would you go on a trip without any money to get back? We talked about this last season. I, this is I, it. Still shocks. Well, it doesn't shock me, but I don't understand it that people take trips and don't have without, money to get home. Listen, scams. Well, okay. they, thought, they thought they were. They thought they were gonna get them an NBA player. So that's what exactly. you call faith. I'm gonna get on down there that letter. I'm gonna find me an NBA player, and I'm gonna live happily. Never, never. All of this is you a dime a dozen in the city, and we will just look at you and walk away. <laughs> okay, what you got in uh, sticky news of the week? Sticky news, let's start hot. Money bag Joe, okay? Uh, for those Ooh. of us making below the... For those of us that's making below the uh, $75,000 uh, annual salary rate, me, 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 me. Oh, it will be stimulated. Uh, I think some people have already started receiving their checks coming on Wednesday. Uh, quite frankly, I'm expecting mine very soon. Uh, money bag, Joe. Uh, I really appreciate it. This was in 100 days. You know, I would have liked the 2K, but I'm going to take the 1400 and keep it pushing. Okay. You already you got the You stick. already got 2K. <laughs> <laughs> you already got, got 600 hey money is money okay it's more to be made <laughs> Joe, I, mean, tripping. I need that 50k off them student loans until joe started doing that i can't be supporting joe joe need to step up and do yeah, what with you you know i'm on i'm on that train with you now too okay i, I got my check so i'm on that train <laughs> I seen the compilation of the videos where he they running these promises that he said he gonna do in day one, and, and here we go, almost day one hundred, and Joe ain't did what Joe said he gonna do. I don't expect immediate gratification, but I do expect gratification. But I expect if you say something gonna happen on day one, that it go it happens on day one because you ran off that promise to people. You said what? It's politics. I don't believe that shit. I don't believe nothing on day one. Baby, you you need to stop lying to people then. Like, don't lie to the people. Just say, I will work on this issue. You don't have to say it'll get done on day one. You don't have to say it'll get done in 100 days. You can say, I will work for you. And this is how I will get that done. I don't see exactly. I would like to get there. I know you. Exactly, because while the five of us may know he probably couldn't do that on day one, there are some people that have no clue about how government work, and they went down there to the poll and said, he said he gonna give me this on as soon as he in the office, and it ain't happening. So, and I think that's why people don't trust politics, because they don't understand, but also you can't be running on promises that you can't keep. But, I mean, he set himself up to, 
You know how people are. People will never forget what you said you were going to do. So just don't set yourself up for failure because they will always remember that. If we don't remember nothing else, we won't remember what you said you was going to do that you did not do. So that was that's on him that he did that. And also, I'm not getting distracted by this 1400. I'm grateful for whatever comes to me, whenever it comes to me. However, I have not forgotten about those student loans and I can't. Preach. I forgot I ain't forgot. I could just mark one more thing off my list and then add focus to an area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but I think it's a it's a big, really big bill. One point nine trillion dollars. Not only did we get the you know the stimulus checks, but then three hundred dollars a week to the unemployed workers, and then also child tax credits. So you know that that says a lot. You know. Yeah, no, I'm gonna go have me a baby. People Too about to be start. racking up. I'm Imagine right getting now. your stimulus check, your income tax, and your unemployment or paycheck at the same time. It's about to be crazy. And the reoccurring payments for your children. Yeah, exactly. Reoccurring, yeah. Yes. Every month. This economy is going to be stimulated for real. That's what. Podcast. <laughs> you said what? I said, Nikki, holler at me after the recording. How? <laughs> <Ow. laughs> at your boo. <laughs> Y'all nine months too late. Y'all nine months too late. <laughs> That's all right. We can work for next year, baby, because they trying to go into it until it's over. Hello. If we start now, if we start now, they'll be born by December. We'll be in there like swimming. Hello. To the bed. Hey. And it'll be funny, y'all had three of them motherfuckers. <laughs> I am done with y'all. Something is wrong. Look, I do produce multiples. Oh. <laughs> oh, you got genetics. Oh, All the way. Both sides of the family. No, Let me feel not, not multiples. <laughs> not multiples. Yeah, but also... Yeah. Also, the COVID nineteen vaccine distribution—they gave more money into that uh, into this bill. So it's a, not only are we getting stimulus checks, everybody. It's some other stuff that went along with that. In case you didn't know, <laughs> we, worry about that. we worry about them checks. We need tangible money that we can see in hand, up front. That's ours. That the government gives to billion dollar corporations for them to do whatever they do. Give me my shit back. I want to see how many people still got their $1,400 who got it on Friday. I want to see how many people still got them. So, they went straight to the crap Funny story. (laughs) My friend bought a phone from someone and all of their bill, all their uh, debit card alerts still come to the old phone. He screenshotted (laughs) me the man spending $1,600 yesterday in like four transactions. Oh wow! And it showed his stimulus check. And it showed oh. his stimulus check was deposited yesterday too. What did he spend? He spent. He bought something at Best Buy for like fourteen hundred. He bought something from Amazon, and I forgot where the other one was. So I'm assuming it was like maybe a phone, an iPhone, or something. I don't know, but like. How many kids he got? I don't. I don't. Now nah, the statements don't tell us all of that, Nikki, but. <laughs> I just seen the I just seen the screenshot of all the uh transactions and I was like people really like we joke about this but people are really living like this for real for real. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, look. 
Oh, wow. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. Akeem, what else you got? I'm about to say, speaking of the COVID. The COVID. uh, (laughs) Speaking of the COVID, uh, New York's mayor, uh, Andrew Cuomo, also known uh, to some as Big Daddy Cuomo. Uh, <laughs> Daddy. That's what they say. Nipples, baby. But um, Cuomo is... Um, what? Did you say nipples? I'm sorry. Did you say he got pierced nipples? You ever saw the pictures with Cuomo's nipples pierced? Cuomo, like, he used to get down back in the day, baby. Like, oh, well, let me go see Cuomo, Big Daddy Cuomo. A lot of the New York Democrats are pressuring Cuomo to resign amongst, uh, amidst, excuse me, not amongst, amidst uh, his sexual allegations. And allegedly, uh, Cuomo misreported nursing home deaths, I believe, uh, during COVID. And, you know, to be really honest, it's quite shocking. I think Cuomo was really the lead governor at getting out front during a lot of the beginning of COVID, especially, to be quite frank, when we did not have leadership from what should have been our president. I think Cuomo became kind of like, uh, COVID president in facto, uh, if, if I'm saying that correctly, but uh, de facto, excuse me, but Cuomo definitely kind of stepped in and kind of gave New York guidance, which I think other people were kind of like taking guidance from Cuomo, but now, you know, he was misreporting numbers. Now we got sexual allegations and Cuomo said he ain't resigning. I think he should go ahead and get that up before they impeach your ass because that's coming next. <laughs> I also, so... He he didn't misreport them. He just didn't report them. He classified it wrong. But right? the other the other piece about the like allegations. I mean, I I don't I haven't seen any of the other stories. But there was one story where he um there was a video of the girl and they were at a conference or something. Oh yeah, he had uh he had a hand in the small of her bag. Yeah, and then he told her to eat that eat all of the sausage or something like that, and she was like, "I wasn't offended. It didn't feel like that to me." So, oh no, wait, time out. He told her, "Wait, so he had his head in the small of her back and told her to eat the sausage." Oh, I. Right. Um, not take it that way, and she said she saw a vision, but that's none of my business. And she saw what? Oh, a vision of uh-huh, eating the sausage of the pierced nipple Cuomo. All right, gotcha. Uh, I, I, <laughs> saw the way nipple out. Cuomo. So, I mean, that's what sis said. That's what sis said. That's her recount. Y'all, I'm gonna name this episode Big Daddy Cuomo, <laughs> aka Pierce Nipples. <laughs> and we can do that. But um, also Akeem, I think he just has big nipples. <laughs> no, that's a piercing that. In that case, then the way that picture looked, he must have some big wide nipples. <laughs> that's a piercing. <laughs> definitely bars. That's that's definitely a bar with with the little balls on the end. That's a piercing. Blow it on up, V. That's yeah, that's the piercing. Oh man, Cuomo, cool. You know what? While we talk about Cuomo, no, you need to wear an undershirt. I'm sorry. In professional settings. You can keep your bars in, but you need to put on an undershirt. Sorry. It probably was cold or something. We'll let it slide. But um, shout out to Chris, though, on CNN being like, I don't know when this all first dropped about the whole um, sexual allegations. Chris Cuomo got right on CNN and said, I will not be talking about this. I know this is my brother. 
and you know we just gonna be moving right along like it's happening it won't be discussed on my show well, i mean mm. it's a conflict of interest anyway he should be reporting on it anyway but but shout out to him for saying like we won't be discussing it right right that was the professional way to handle it it was yeah. getting mm-hmm. in front of it I'm always, I'm always a big person to get in front of it. Um, but then lastly, all I got in news is the murderer of George Floyd, and I'm going to say it as such, um, is the trials are beginning. They're doing jury selection for that this week. Um, I saw an article that Minneapolis has approved to give uh, George Floyd's family $27 million settlement uh, for wrongful death. And apparently the defense of, I think, uh, Mr. Siobhan, I believe is his name, the officer who was uh, on his neck uh, said that that was a horrible move on the city's behalf and that does not help their case. But honestly, your client practically killed somebody on camera. They already know how this is going to turn out. They, they go ahead and get out in front of it like a good PA person would tell them to do. Well, they also reset his third degree murder, which I... Still, I guess we can't prove what his thought process was when he was going through it at that moment, but I still don't think this is third degree. I think this is you. If I have my neck, my my knee on someone's neck, I know what's about to happen. But I don't I think, think he went down with the intention of I'm gonna kill a black person today. So I, I guess third degree would be. If your knees on somebody's neck, the intention is to kill. That that's a conversation for a different <laughs> different day. <laughs> A very different day. Hey, A.B., what's going on in the social media land? So as Dre has said, there has been a lot going on in social media um, throughout our absence. However, I will, you know, stay to the most relevant points. Um, Piggybacking off of uh, a king with Mr. Moneybag Joe. Have y'all seen the memes? They got Joe out here in Newport outfits. They got Joe out here... um, with rolling papers with his name and his his face on rolling papers they 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 got memes for you um i think i saw someone jay-z and beyonce uh, him and kamala uh, yes uh, i've seen that one <laughs> and pe- i love it people are really showing out um they talking about folks <laughs> folks with they stimmy checks going in into sephora talking about bring me rihanna Folks going to McDonald's talking about bring me the clown. <laughs> Folks going in Bed Bath and Beyond talking about bring me the Beyond. Now that they got their stimmy check, I said they should, people are showing out. I saw one where they said you go to uh, McDonald's and ask for Oreo McFlurry, and they said the, the machine down. They said, "Well, I'll fix the I'll, how, I'll fix the machine. How about money you want for it?" <laughs> so, folks say they got it. McDowell should hit them with that. Um, I, 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 you, you have the McFlurry. The machine don't work, but we have uh, <laughs> a McDowell, and our machine always works. Like you get extra. So I feel like that would have been a good joke for coming to America too, low key. <laughs> Wait, are you drunk? <laughs> Very random, Akeem. Very random. <laughs> but that shit was real low budget. <laughs> We, gotta do. we do not have to do that to come to America too. We won't. It was no budget. <laughs> that it was. Beyonce, I am king was had better visuals than oh, wow. wow, D. I'm I'm speaking the truth. If you don't get nothing else from me, you're gonna get the truth, baby. That is true. I don't know how they did that low budget mess after that 
blockbuster movie they yeah, did. Yeah, because Bob Bar didn't look real. It just had too many celebrities in it for it to be that poor quality of a film. Poor quality. <laughs> um, I felt like it was, you know, like there are in culture, uh, cult classic movies. I felt like this was a black cult classic. Like it was just like it was paying homage to a black cult classic. Like it was, I was not expecting anything new. I was not expecting anything like roll on the floor, basket, but I expected uh, respect to the original. And I felt like it wasn't coming to America too. Movies. No, it wasn't. You think no. so? Respect. Okay, what movie you watch? Was you sober coming or not to sober? America and what state? And what state did you watch this in? I keep saying in the state of Georgia. No, no, no wrong like, state. No, like. <laughs> he said Georgia. Yes, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out why the hell we get up. Y'all, but it was quite. But Akeem said it was quality, and we should have enjoyed it. It had its funny moments, Akeem, but they should have left it alone. If they were gonna do that, they shouldn't have done nothing at all. Listen, and you could tell Leslie carried the movie. I'm willing to admit that Leslie carried the movie, and you could tell that it was recorded at Tyler. I love you. That it was recorded at Tyler Perry Studio. Actually, it was actually recorded in Rock Tower. It was at Rock Tower. I know, but but it was produced at some parts was at Tyler Perry Studio. <laughs> yes, it was. The man thing was Rick Ross. Everything else was at the studio. I'm talking about just because by the hit Wesley's hairstyle. So I'm just saying the wig gave it the away. Wig, and the wig gave it all the way away. Falling from grace, Tyler. deliver us from grace. Deliver us from grace. You know, y'all know how I feel about Tyler, and he saved Meghan Markle and Harry, so you cannot be talking about that's Tyler. fine. And and I still said what I said about this hell. <laughs> I'm done. Them ocean waves was looking real nappy. Oh Lord. Look like this was in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so moving right along, moving right along. We still moving right along, <laughs> y'all. Season two. <laughs> <laughs> So there are these other videos that are surfacing on Instagram now with, um, I would, I guess we could call it like some suspect type massages going on. Um, they're borderline, um, sexual acts. It's like a, a real thin line between a massage and a sexual act. So have y'all ever gotten a massage that you consider like suspect? Like, wait a minute, what just happened? Cause I don't know if that was a massage or was that, wh- what was that? Well, we gotta, Not we gotta like really, de- we gotta really describe what was going on in this video, cause uh, that was like both of them was, they were both oiled up. And, <laughs> this is the thing. So you know, massages, you wear whatever you're comfortable in wearing. But I seen one particular massage where the girl had to like literally have a sheet between her legs and then going up so that her legs could be put up like a Y and I don't know which massages you actually go like you have or what they're called that your legs would ever need to be up in a V I'm a it was massaging the inner thigh I'm going to challenge you to come out that mindset just because there are some stretches that will put you in positions 
that you're not used to. Also, like how you work out certain muscles that you're not used to working. But yeah, not I ain't never had table. no massage that put me in no V. If you get in a Brazilian <laughs> wax, maybe a king, but butt booty, <laughs> but not a massage. Oiled up with your legs in a V, where they actually have a blanket between your leg. Like they got you, like you in an aerial uh, workout with a blanket. And he's and he smacked my ass when he finished. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> No. Have you gotten well, that type of massage before? I was about to say he was in the group chat. He's the only one that gets completely naked. So, well, when me and him make these kids, baby, and we should be massaging everything. <laughs> 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 he said he get naked, completely naked. So we want to know what kind of massage he be doing. Regular? No, nothing. Nothing. I've. I have never. Had a massage with a happy ending. So we'll start there. Can I ask a question though, Akeem? Have you ever been aroused while having a massage? Yes, but I also think that uh, enjoying other human energy is normal. So Do that and- hurt laying on your stomach and you aroused? <laughs> I just want to know. I'm sorry. I- it's it don't hurt. You gotta reposition. It don't speak out like that all the time. Oh, you yeah. gotta reposition. I'm sorry, I don't have one of those, so I don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't like I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just act like once it's up, it just stick all the way out. Yeah, you, just, you be like this. <laughs> but Akeem wasn't okay. So looking at these massages that we that we watched or we shared. At some point, I was like, they act like they know each other because this like, this doesn't seem like a must. Like, I never went somewhere or, or typically see massages and question whether the people know each other. These were a little too intimate to be a massage. Uh, to be fair, so when I saw the one that you sent, where the man is so graphical, so everybody understand, the man was rubbing on her ass, slapping it. You know, it was real deep. I have never had something like that, nor would that be something... To be fair, I would not want my partner to go do unless it was like I knew who the therapist was and that it was not anything going on between the two of them. Um, I do understand that there are in massage and in that world of like flex uh, flexibility and kind of like stretching, there are some compromising poses that I would be willing to be like, I understand these are compromising poses. Uh, but I would like to know your therapist. So we need to be seeing the same therapist if you're doing those type of massages, to be quite frank. Baby, he would have been moving some gas around he the me the way he was massaging. I'm sorry. <laughs> that nigga is not no therapist. <laughs> like, I need to see his credentials. I need to see I need to see where, where he went to school. Like, I need to see his license. I need to see everything. So if you got a license, are you going to know the school? Let's be honest. Are you going to know the massage therapy school? I just want to see. Well, we can look it up. It's a certified school. Like who? Right. Because more than anything, like I feel like I would need an actual real massage after I was bent up like a pretzel messing with him. They fucked after the video went off. They were like, they they were leading up to that anyway. After you bent up like a pretzel, I bet you come out of there like a new woman. And he come on you, yeah. Yeah, because I'm gonna need another <laughs> massage, like AB said. That was too much. You gonna have me right? twisted like Auntie Annie's and everything, and I, no. I got uh, <laughs> Annie. Uh, I, the fact that I even had to question talk- it, like, what was that? Right. I mean, all he had to do was just like one little lift, and her JJ would have been in his face. And, and that's what he wanted. Go ahead and just, and they go on tour. 
what massage therapists go on tour? I can see oh, if you have a high clientele and you travel to your clientele on tour because they're celebrities on tour. But these men go from state to state recruiting clientele. They do. I've had some in my inbox and I have to be like, oh, no, I work at a spot. I know what um, I, I'm good. It's called a so sex no. worker. Those are <laughs> those are different. Those are the ones we got to check their credentials. The ones in the inbox. Because if you're a massage therapist, you ain't jumping in the inbox and talk about, can I massage you? People coming to you. You'll be, be a massage. People are coming to you. That's crazy. That's creepy. No. <laughs> can I massage you? No. Maybe what's next? We're going to move right along. Okay, on to our last point. Um, I know everybody has seen, especially as of late last night, um, the video that Kurt Franklin's son, Carrion, released of his father um, basically going in on him. And he used, you know, quite a few profane words. Um, but clearly we got like a clip of the video and not the entire video. But I know um, the holier than thou and the very judgmental are, are going in on Mr. Franklin because of the words that he chose um, speaking to his son. And he later came back and he later came back and apologized. He acknowledged the words. He acknowledged his word choice. And he said that this is an ongoing um, issue within his family and that they've been working on this for a while. So how do y'all feel about that video? Maybe when Kirk Franklin said, if you don't sit your skinny motherfucker, I was like, (laughs) (laughs) GP, are you with me? Oh, oh yeah, we breaking next. We ain't going nowhere. <laughs> GP, are you motherfucking with me? Mother. And that's on now behold a lamb. <laughs> let's, be, let's be honest. Like that whole situation, that was nothing new. Everybody who's acting is super shocked. That's that is nothing outside of what you've seen before. You just saw someone who's famous and who is famous for being Christian. Mm-hmm for using words that they should not have used in the Bible. Well, guess what? It's a lot of things in the Bible that y'all niggas out here doing that you shouldn't be doing and you don't bring attention to. Kurt had a normal moment. He went off. He has his own personal relationship for his son. I do think it was very strange that his son put the very low card to be like, I'm gonna record this and get you. Granted, it was very much so a death, a death like it was a boom. Like, you wanna act up? I got you. But have a little bit more taste with your family issues and keep that between your family. We all should not be um, bought into your family business like that. Okay, so two things. Two things. How many of our, one, how many of our parents ever threatened to knock our teeth down our throat? If hey. we suck our teeth. <laughs> of a black child, honey, okay? Exactly. So it ain't nothing new that we done heard all of this because he done told you he gonna break your neck and all of this. So hell, we done been threatened to be pushed down stairs. We done been teethless. We done been, had our, we done been slapped into next week, okay? So, I know, this is no different. So I'm just saying, and then part two of this or whatever for the super deep whatever Christians that want to try to hang Kirk to the cross or whatever. Hell, Jesus had Peter. He was a cusser. 
Yeah. Yeah. The man chopped somebody ear off. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> y'all worried about Kurt? Man, get the hell out of here. Man, y'all come on now. Look, 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 Nikki, many forget Jesus went up into the temple and turned over tables. It was turning tables, flipping them bitches over. Not today, Frank. Come on. <laughs> Listen. Man, y'all, come on now. Y'all, they better stop trying to act all super saved out here. Hell, half of them that cussed out their kids, that did all of that behind closed doors. They kids just know not to um record or whatever. But his son was being very vindictive, trying to prove a point. And guess what? It turned the tables on him. Man, come I on now, get the hell out of here. My parents, I know I'm dying the next day. So just know. Exactly. <laughs> Look, my daddy, my mom even told me, you call CPS? You call it the police, you better go with them. Cause guess what? When they leave, I'm whooping your tail again. Okay. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, will be no apology video like uh Kurt put out. At all. My mom gonna say, and I right. did what I did, and I said what I said. Now who gonna check me? On that. <laughs> okay. I mean, oh, he kinda, apology video. All right. He kind of said that in a in a nice way, but he, I don't see the need for Kurt to have had to do that. A, because Kurt is human, and B, it ain't none of our damn business of what, what they're going through. Like, I, Carrie on shouldn't have done that, but y'all find it funny that we didn't see what Carrie on did to spark this reaction from Kurt? I, I, so I did not research that part, but I always wondered that. But I think in today's society, we somehow magically put a lot of celebrities on these pedestals of perfection, and we forget that these are also people who are growing as we're growing they just ha tend to have more money that's it the money is the only thing that makes agreed. us different agreed i also think that is is also is is not i i agree but to take it a step further i think parents also have to adapt with the times right and so what you could do when there wasn't social media are things that you can't do now. And you have to think about what those repercussions are. Thankfully, his child is an adult and he he can handle it like an adult. But if that child was under age, there would be an investigation, mm -hmm. right? So we have to like protect ourselves and think about what our parents and, and adjust our parenting styles for this new age and technology. I also think that that child, he said, shut the hell up or something. He said something crazy to him on that. Listen, I would have hung up instantly because I would have been at the door. So there, like, was, there was actually a tweet about that. I did not realize that, D, but there was a tweet about someone saying they were on the sun side until he turned around and was like, shut the hell up. So it was like, oh, the ball back was back in Kurt court because you just don't, like the way he was talking to Kurt was like, it, it, was, it was the setting point. Like, yeah. you just don't talk to your parents. Or you could tell that he was probably disrespectful before that to lead up to that conversation for it to blow up in that manner. Listen, this isn't, it. I'm A, not surprised. Like who, who, who cares? It's, it's their business. It's something that they're going through together. A, I'm not going to judge him. I'm not going to stop listening to stump. Like I, it's, it's irrelevant. Like it's just a child. I will say this though. It is, it is a family crying out for help. And I do think that they do need to adjust and figure out, hey, do they need a mediator or like, what do they need to get it back on the right track? Yeah, because I, 
that's what I think it flags up for me. Like they need help beyond it's beyond what they can control themselves. They have a therapist. Well, they said they have this a, is, he said the therapist yeah. he yeah. tried to get the therapist on the phone because he acknowledged that this is a, a they have a long history of this with their son. So I think I think it's just way deeper than we have any idea of is way beyond this little clip or this week or this year. I, I think so, and I completely agree, but I feel like what should have happened was, again, because we're dealing with adults in this situation, the recording was like the, like, you know what, I'm going to end this real quick, and I'm going to show you that I mean, you know, like, I just thought it was a low blow of how you would handle stuff, you know, with a parental figure, so to speak, like, this should not have been something that we all were privy to. I don't think that we should have been privy to this type of information. And to be honest, for the son being the one that released it, I don't, I, I just don't have respect for that. Like if me and my father were having a disagreement, y'all would know it's not for everybody to know. Like it, it would be a private conversation. It's not something that you display out to the streets because now I'm, to me, it looks like you want something and you're an adult. So you need to go find it yourself. What well, two points here? But that's just what it sounds like. Two points. I'm 34. I never, I'm to this day, won't say shit like that to my mom because I know I expect to get my neck broken. Like, that's just expected in our community. So I don't understand the whole black backlash. But still, but my other point is someone laughed in that video. And so I'm, I'm assuming it came from Carrie. And this is a big assumption, but I'm assuming that it came from Carrie's end. And so it looks like this, he got what he wanted, like out of this. Situation. But you could hear him provoking. Yes. Like yes. when Kurt said something, and he was like, "Oh, so is that a threat? Oh, is that a threat? Like, what are you trying to prove?" And like D said, it's something deeper. Like personally, I feel like he's reaching out for something. Like, yeah, granted, you 33 years old, but you're still stuck in that child mindset because guess what? You've never dealt with what you went through in your childhood. So guess what? Your childhood is still inside of you. You know what I mean? Like when you don't deal with certain stuff. Yeah. It is hard to overcome childhood trauma. And we all have our stories. And I, I think... I, I wholeheartedly agree and support Kurt in this, but I also think that the even though he's not a kid, he's still his child, and he is calling out for help. I I know at at in my thirties that I still have some things that really trigger me about my parents, and and it's things that I have to work through and overcome. But it's hard. I wouldn't record my parents' conversation. Um, I, I wouldn't go that far, but that, again, that's a personal thing to him. And so, but we see it all the time with other um, celebrity kids who post their parents online because they feel like this is how I get their attention. Because if other people are seeing this, they're going to be on my side and I'll have the support I need to get my point across. Not saying that's the way to go and that that's what they want to happen, but that is how they're seeking attention. And so how do we start setting children up to have avenues to be a beyond therapy, beyond like, what are the tools we align them with and allow them to have to be able to cope and deal and communicate these things in long-term? You, you know, and vice versa. I know this is slightly on top of off topic, but like uh, what's um, Trump's corpse lady, um, oh. Kellyanne Conway, her, her daughter, her and we praise her. For that moment, I think it's also 
being adult or mature enough to understand what is for the greater good. And for instance, for Kurt's situation, none of us got anything from that. That was a private conversation. I, you already have a therapist, it looks like. That's what we're told that you're working through this with. So why would you bring any of us on the outside into your situation? But the only but reason Kellyanne Conway's kid was praised is because she was digging up dirt and people wanted that dirt. Right. See, people aren't accepting this dirt from Kurt. Kurt. Like, I don't agree that that child should have been posting those things about her mother. I, I don't care if she was giving us the insights to Trump. I still don't think that's appropriate. Come but, on, back, but, <laughs> but back to your main point, though, the, your question, though, D, what tools do we, like, give these kids um, so that they are, that they do feel like they can be heard in it and we don't result in and things like this in public or a public display of um, anger or your, your family business, I think it starts with open communication. And, you know, we, we were, we grew up what your, what, what I say goes, and that is not a, a good way to raise someone. Um, to, I what to goes on in my house stays in my house. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a whole another thing, but yeah, but, we we when when kids ask questions or say how they feel, it's always I'm the authoritarian figure in this household, and you know it, it's it's this way because I made it this way, but or because I said so, all, right? But it's not. It's not always because you said so, and and if we create people like this, we end up with public outbursts like this it may not be on this level where they're recording their parents but maybe i'll get your attention by keep getting in trouble at school because guess what the more and more i get in trouble you come to the school to see me i get what i want and then you get to hear me and so i think that's why why look we, at matilda we... <laughs> i know she didn't say matilda you know what i sure did because i did <laughs> Don't get you nikki I'm trying to be serious. Now, why is y'all laughing? <laughs> For those of you who have not watched Matilda, make sure you go watch it. That's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy was like, I'm I'm an adult. I'm right. You're wrong. I'm okay. big. You're small. You're small. <laughs> he did tell her that verbatim. Exactly. So it's that do as I say, not as I do mentality. Don't ask me no questions. You just do it. And you see what happened with her. And trench boat and all the mother people. Uh, I do think eat the cake, fat boy, eat the cake. <laughs> with us, <laughs> with us being more aware, I do think because you know older people's our parents and older are kind of stuck in their ways. They were raised this way. My mama raised me this way. I'm gonna raise you this way. I turned out all right. So we kind of got to start it. So with us, we have. In all reality, they didn't turn out all right. Really didn't. Really didn't. Um, Unaddressed things there as well. Um, But they were raised to think that that was the right way. But I think for us now, it's like our job to make sure we don't repeat those cycles because we are more aware and we do understand. Um, Children do have the right to ask questions. They do have the right to seek clarification. Um, I can still be the adult figure. I can still be your parent. And I still owe you explanations because we was taught that I'm grown. I don't owe you no explanation. We do owe our kids explanation. Either we teach them and explain things to them and allow them to question us or they go on the street and figure it out themselves and it still be wrong so I think that it's it's up to us to really try to flip that whole narrative as it relates to communication with our children communication with our nieces with our nephews with our little cousins 
because our parents, unfortunately, some of them, I just feel like it, it's too deeply rooted and like, oh, my grandma and my mama. And, and I feel like it's really hard. Like we can try to explain it to them, but some things just don't cut it. I think so like piggyback off of that a little bit. I think like in today's time period where you have people who think more like extended family, <clears throat> excuse me, extended family where like you and let's say Dre, like Dre's gonna be an intricate part of your children's life when you decide to have children, mm-hmm. right? So like in the past, it was probably like, it would be like a mom and an aunt and a, a grandma. And so it's this smaller net. But now as we are starting to, look at friend groups as almost similar to families like I feel like children now have more questions but now children will also be able to see different groups of how per se other people live like me and my best friend do not have similar lifestyles but like if she does not have the answer she probably would be like well go talk to your uncle Akeem and then like see what he says because like it may be a different set of values but it's not so far-fetched from what she would teach her own child, but they will be able to see something different to look at. Does that make sense? So I actually slightly disagree. I think the family knit and community, we have actually gone away from it. I remember growing up, I had a network of people. It wasn't just my mom. It just wasn't my dad. It wasn't my aunts and uncles. It was an extended family. And and I don't know if you all had this experience, but growing up in Georgia, I had people who I call auntie who weren't related to me. They were my mom's best friend or, or someone's best friend. And I would stay with them. And they were people who were trusted, who had built a rapport with my family and we were all connected. And I think that it has changed because people have started to move away from their family units. And I do think we have started to build social units around friends, but I don't necessarily think they're as strong as the ones that we used to have. I think that we're getting back there. I think it has taken some times and adjustment, but I I remember staying with my great aunts and and getting to know them and um, being able as a young kid to experience what it was like from their eyes and their perspectives. And I had one aunt who would cuss anybody out who came in the yard. And then I had one who was really reserved. And so you learn these different life lessons from people. I think that because we have moved, because we have have spread apart, we are still trying to find those networks. But I have friends who are really great, um, who live in the city, who have children. But I can't tell you that I'm keeping them for three days out of on a weekend, you know? So I think we are getting there, but we aren't there yet where we build this like um, extensive network of individuals that we A, trust with our kid because I think trust is a big part in the black community around your children. You should trust whoever you are leaving your child with. You must protect children at all costs. And I think it's important to have that note, but we haven't really expanded it in the same ways that I felt like I had growing up. Sharon, listen, if y'all parents let y'all listen to this, I just want to give y'all a disclaimer of when AB said, um, (laughs) you know, we allow you to express yourself, but it has to be in a respectable manner. (laughs) Because if it ain't, I'm going to break your neck. Uh -uh, I'm going to knock your teeth down your throat. Okay. No, we not. We don't. And you better swallow them. 
No, we not doing that. We do not condone when. Yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. Oh, I. Then DJ say you you hurt. see you had that reserve you have that reserved auntie, and that 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 auntie that's out. I'm the auntie that's out there. I will be having chiclets in your mouth. Keep playing with me. Keep playing. I not doing it for you, minutes. You can express yourself. For those who don't know what chiclets are, let's go ahead and break that down. The gum. gum. Little gum. We're pieces of the gum, but what she's trying to say is you're going to be missing a few of them in your mouth. Because your real was going to be down your throat. You know Dennis the minutes put Mr. Wilson's um... Yup, when he got the chick. <laughs> That was one of my favorite. <laughs> we did not love Dennis yeah. Domenes. Okay, throwback. Throw back. Throw back. Throw back to the few marvels. Oh, I think. But, um, <laughs> wait. Go ahead, Dre. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I was gonna change the subject. Go oh, ahead. I was gonna say. So, like, following along with D, I was raised the complete opposite of what D just explained. So, I come from a really big family. And so I don't have like godparents or anything. I had a bunch of aunts and a bunch of uncles. So my aunts watched me. I spent an extended time at my grandparents' house. My grandparents raised some of my cousins. So I spent a lot of time with them. I was the only child for a while. So my cousins were my siblings for a few years. And so my mom and my mom is super introverted and conservative. So it wasn't friends coming over. It wasn't like all I knew is all thousands of my cousins and all my aunts and huge family reunions and and stuff like that. So granted, my aunts kept me a lot. And I, you know, spent a lot of nights over their houses, whether they had kids or not. But I wasn't like raised like around a lot of extended family and stuff like that. But now that my my friends are having kids, like I like love their kids. And the only thing that keeps me away from being around them is them just being out of state. So like I treat them like they was like they my kids, like. I'm sending them Easter baskets and stuff like that. So I feel like now I'm becoming more of what you've explained how you grew up because I didn't grow up like that. I have, I come from a small family. So it's not like I got a bunch of siblings. So I take on that role with my godchildren. So now I'm getting like that extended. I'm going to that whole tribe, tribe mind frame of extended family and friends and, and being a family in that manner. But just growing up, I didn't experience it, but I also didn't miss it because I was surrounded by so much family. AB, you said something very fundamental um, that you know you miss it because you're not around. Mm-hmm. And I think that was why. What's the boy name? Car- carry on, Karasaki. Carry on. Him too. He stay in one part of the world. And his daddy stay in the other part. He know his daddy couldn't get there quick enough to him. What are you talking See, about? See, if I disrespect my mama like that, oh, my mama gonna be oh, on the I way, like one one way there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, we gonna settle this today. Ain't no talking on the phone. We ain't calling no therapist. We ain't calling none of that, baby. We finna get. Oh, matter of fact, I'm not. My mama ain't gonna come to me. She gonna say, "Get your tail in the car, and you better be here in 15 minutes." Nah, Ten, if so. you ain't breaking the law, Dre, am I lying? You ain't lying. Oh, all right. <laughs> he knew his daddy couldn't get to him quick enough. Oh lord! But we talked about like the difference in like the way people, you know, we you know generations are raised. 
What about like the, our family business, how we view the concept of family business these days? Because well, like we like we said earlier, we got the the Kardashians and all of them, you know, they've entered their family business and how we were raised, you know, what goes on here stays here. Um, you know, don't go out and tell my business. But, you know, it, it, I think there's a, a difference in generation in, in, that, in that aspect as well. Like there's always somebody in the family like that's trying to be the black sheep, and that's the one that usually air all the family business because they want other people to feel bad for them within black families, at least. You think Carrie wants somebody to feel bad? It's a it's a theme crying out for help. They want attention, they are seeking something, so they are doing these actions by any means. Well, well, I mean, I've known people that has that attention that their parents gave them that attention that you know most kids crave for and they still went out and did the whole thing of oh i'm the black sheep of the family or blah 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 i want this attention you be like nikki you had all the attention in the world hell you had more than me but that's perspective that's you view outside yeah yeah you view them as getting enough attention but they may have not felt that in that circumstance even if i spent the night at the house yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh i okay that's okay I. like he said that's perspective because you know maybe that's the attention you think is enough for you and but not not for them and sometimes it's not always about attention we don't always do things solely for attention it could be to get rid of things too. Like we want something to go away or someone to go away. Good point. Every good point. Agreed. But I mean, as the question that Drake had put out, I feel that some things are, they need to stay inside of a family perspective, but if they're detrimental to where, you know, I just can't deal with it or don't know how to express it, then yeah, I'll go outside, you know what I'm saying, of my family to a trusted source, not Facebook, not Instagram, not Twitter, where you're getting all these people perspectives and all of this or whatever to get to get some kind of y'all know what I'm trying to say. Um we, we got to we got we to do we like got. you want some support you want to be able to get, yeah get like um a perspective from someone who's outside of the unit so they can right get right yeah like, let's say you, the kardashians were mentioned earlier when you collectively as a family decide that you want to put together and expose your family as a whole and it looks like everybody's on board with it that's your business now in this instance like tying it back to kurt it was not two agreeing family members like we're airing this out for everybody to see nor was Kurt on some like platform to talk about his family life. Kurt signed up to sing gospel music for you. And that's <laughs> it. Kurt lived now behold the lamb. Um let me tell you something. The rebirth. Uh, we all, you know, we can't name the Kurt albums. We know them by the album cover. Ooh. But um okay. his, his family business went out. It was it wasn't 
your family business is your family business. Like your bit, like how I believe your business is your business. Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to tell you though is when y'all hop on social media and you be like, this is my man, this is my man, this is my man. When y'all break up, I want to know why you and your man broke up too. Okay. But some people don't like that. Don't, don't ask. Well, don't put, don't, don't ask. put it out there. If you ain't willing to share. Don't put it out there. Don't put it out there. We don't invest too much time into we, it. We now. are invested. If, if you put it out there, we in there. I'm in a <laughs> relationship now. So I need to know what happened. So I I remember the only point back to Akeem and the Kardashians. So the 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 piece about the Kardashian is let me tell y'all everybody um, they control their narrative. It's not like they're putting all of their business out there. People around them are signing NDAs. So they are able to control what they want to share, when they want to share it, and how they want to share it. And when things leak. It's not really leaking. It's a machine behind that around PR to switch how they want to um, share the story with the world. I believe and so, that. say it again. I said, I believe and know that. Yeah. And so I think that's slightly, slightly different. I think as a community, and I have a really large family, it's like my parents are one of 10 on both sides. And so there are a plethora of cousins and, and we always say, mama or daddy, don't be telling everybody my business. Like, don't get on, no, don't get on the phone telling oh, my business, right? Can we talk about that? <laughs> yes, go ahead. Like, I literally have to tell my mama this every time something happens in my life because she will have folks saying stuff to me and I don't even know that they know so I'm like mom can you please not share my business everybody don't need to know that so now what she do is did you tell your auntie this did you tell your uncles this I'm like mom I just barely told you I'm about to stop telling you that is her favorite line call your auntie and let them know x y and z I'm just like lord this lady ain't giving me no break Oh, my cousins will call and tell me something. And I'd be like, grandma told y'all that? Yep, you know it. I'm like, goodness gracious. I ain't got no business no nah, more. No, you got to learn how to keep that quiet. Like, my grandma called me the other day. Sis, I'm sorry you about to hit this a lot. But she um was like, um, you talked to your sister? And I was like, yeah. Like, what about? She was like, um, she asked you about a car. And I was like, oh. Oh my God. Leave him alone. He getting care. Go ahead, like, I don't want no inaccuracies. But um, she was like, "You talked to your sister," and I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "She said something about a car," and I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Like, <laughs> you know, I just say you're not gonna catch me up. Your conversation <laughs> and my conversation. <laughs> so whatever you talk about is what she wants you to know, and that's what she wants you to know. Right, but on the flip side, and I feel like that's what families need to be like. What we talk about, I want you to know. Perfect. Now, what you heard from somebody else, or what I what somebody else told me about you, that ain't our business. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into the uh, random side, though, I do want to make a point to the the control of the narrative uh, conversation that the point that AB and that Akeem and D made up. But then, even though you know these people signed up to air their business. 
while I'm going back to the same thing about the, the the stimulus and all that stuff we talked about earlier, while we know that this is how this stuff works, to the general public, they don't, they just think this is just a normal thing to do. So I think it makes it hard for people to distinguish, hey, you know, they all signed mm-hmm. up to do this. You know, they signed up to do this. And so when, when I get mad at my grandma, you know, the best way to do it, because, mm-hmm. you know, I saw Kylie get on TV and, and do her mama like this, so mm-hmm. let me do it too, you know. So I, I think, you know, yeah. I wanted to play that side of the things too, so. Um, and they, a, a lot of people aren't aware too, especially with that particular fa- family. Everything is a mm-hmm. money move. Everything is a money move. So again, when you're 17 years old and you looking up to her because of her lip gloss, lipstick, whatever, makeup, not realizing that she got paid and they planned and plotted how they was going to disclose a pregnancy Mm -hmm. on this show. And it was all about a coin to get people to tune in because they knew they was going to disclose whatever about Kanye on the next episode. So that's another thing. But before we go to this random side note, I have one more thing to say. So I often tell my clients, your kids know you better than you know yourself. They spent their whole life life observing you and they know exactly what to say to tick you off. I'm sure we all know exactly right now what, what we could call up our parents about and send them over the edge. So if for one second we know carry on knew exactly what to say so he could hit play and record that, We'd be crazy. He knew what would make his daddy crazy. He was waiting and willing to trigger him so he could expose him on the internet. So, but it switched out on him. So, the random consensus on Kirk Franklin is he's grown, he's human, and carry on got what he damn deserved. (laughs) (laughs) All right, D, what you got for random side note of the week? All right, that was that was a good conversation. I, I appreciated the different perspectives. So this week uh, we have, uh, I think this is anonymous. The question is, why as African Americans aren't we as united as we once were? And I think this is a really big question because as we think about other cultures and as we think about the Mary, uh, Mary, as we think about the Megan and Harry. Um, conversation and as we think about um, how blacks in America are compared to um, Jews and in, in, in other um, in other cultures and races, why do we feel um, that blacks are so divided and don't come um, to our defense and support each other on a more national stage? Anybody want to kick us off with their thoughts? I just think it's a rat's race to the top. So, you know, I'm trying to get what I'm trying to get. You know, I mean, and I could, and I know I'm generalizing, but this is me thinking of the question off the fly. I think it's a rat's race to the top. I'm going to get what I'm going to get, and I'm going to step on who I am, who, who I need to step on to get to the top, whether it's my black brother or sister or not. And but when it's something that affects us collectively, like, you know, race wars, then we all united at that point. And I think we we're united on the on things that we're not competitive for uh, against each other. So if it's a job or mm-hmm. something like that or, or skills. But when it when it comes uh, a human issue, I think we are united. You re, uh, we are united. Draymond, ask you a question, a follow up sure. to that. Do you do you think it's rooted? So most Americans, if if you um, even those from the Caribbean who d- don't think they um, 
<clears throat> have as much um, um, history rooted in the slave trade. As we think about the slave trade, do we think about colonial, colonialism's impact on dividing us and separating us and, and making us into competitors instead of a, a community? Right, because if you go into the colorism within us, so you can add that within us because, um, you know, that divided us too. You know, we were all slaves, but depending on your the, your hue, depending on what type of work you did. And so I think all of that is rooted into the competitive nature of us. But then we, when things happen, we realize that we're all in the same human condition uh, in the grand scheme of things. And uh, I think I see it that way when I approach that question. Thanks. I, I see it. A.B.? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go tap in a little bit on what you said, because the first thing that came to my mind was the Willie Lynch letter. I think that still plays a very big role in um, amongst African-Americans or amongst Black people or people who identify as Black in the U.S. I think we still have deeply rooted issues from that and it hasn't been resolved. Yes, we have tried to come together with different parties and different associations and affiliations and we've tried, but everyone has not tapped into that and we still suffer from it and you can see it today. Um, I will also agree with what Dre said, though. So we have this thing of sticking together when it's something that we don't are rooting for each other or are becoming one when it's something we all don't qualify for. So like for vice president. Yeah, we can stick together for that because we all everybody can be the vice president or when it's something that is not like he said, not in my skill set. So I can root for the engineer because that ain't what I went to school for. I could root for. Yeah, I want the first black woman engineer of this major company or like stick together. And let's all vote this person because it's out of my it's out of my level of expertise. But when we are going for something that we can all more commonly um, qualify for, it's different. It's the rat race. Step on next to get where I need to be. Definitely. I, I agree. Akeem? So I want to say this. I think it's a little complex, but I think a lot of this boils down to identity. Whereas, um, let's just say our European counterparts and our Asian counterparts and our Middle Eastern counterparts are able to tell you their culture, their history, their stories. Whereas what is the story of an African-American versus the story of an immigrant who's gone from Western Africa, Eastern Africa, South Africa to Europe versus those who were also end up in South America. Like we don't have, we're always constantly seeking an identity within what we have. Like, so for us, for instance, African-Americans, all we know is our ancestors were sold here we're from slavery. We have this very large brand of culture and identity. Um, however, uh, let's just say um, Africans who are in Brazil also have their own different culture that we identify with, but media kind of these days kind of put us against each other, I feel like. Like they, they make it look like we can't identify with each other. Whereas I feel like our other racial counterparts are able to identify at a broader level to say, we are Asian, we are white, we are Middle Eastern, it's kind of a little harder for us to say we are black based off of socioeconomic things that have happened to us. So what is that identity or something that we're always trying to grasp onto? And I feel like Keep going. we don't fully grasp that. And that is in where we have 
divisive problems. So follow-up question for you, Akeem. I, I, I understand your point and, and I see where, where you're going with this. Why, is, why isn't there pride in being Black? Even though our narrative was shaped um, by those who um, aren't of our culture, aren't of our race, why is there not pride in, in being Black and being of, of uh, a system that wasn't for us? Why, why can't we be proud of that? I think there's a twofold story in that. I feel like we don't know what being Black is as a collective, that we are constantly chasing what is Black. But in the United States, and I can say maybe until I was a young adult, what in, in the United States is you're taught what is being black unless you grew up in a black community by minority, I'm not sorry, not minority, but by white media. Like you're taught black, to be honest, you're taught unless you go to a church of predominantly black church or if your family's like just pro-black, you're taught black history in school from a white man's perspective. I did not realize that until college where I had a Jewish professor who taught American history and his, op his opening statement to us was, we will learn American history from the minority perspective. So we learned the Holocaust and World War II from a Jewish perspective. We learned civil rights from reading, from reading letters from African-American civil rights activists. Whereas in a regular society, you know, in school, you are reading texts in a book made you know, by a white man's company to say, this is, this is what happened. We don't have enough validation in reading our own things and identifying with those causes. Does that make sense? I think that's one of the reasons why. Another reason why I think we just, we want, we want identity, period. So like for us as African-Americans, we wanna say this is who we are, but even within American society, black people from the South are different from Black people from the North, from Black people from the West. However, we have very, very similar values. You can tell and feel a difference in those things. And we're always trying to constantly find this struggle for identity within being what is Black. So I'll share a couple points in closing, but I want to give um, Nikki the opportunity to also talk a little bit about um, sticking together. Nikki? Nikki said pass the plate. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Bless your daughter, bless you. Nah, but um, to uh, basically piggyback off of the question that D asked Akeem as far as um, about why don't, do we not have pride in being black? And I think that was along the lines of it. Am I right? I'm right. Okay, cool. Great. So, um, recently I've had, um, you know, we just celebrated Black History Month last month or whatever. And one of the parents at the school, Black parent, told the principal that she does not want her daughter to be involved in anything um, concerning Black history. So when the principal asked her why, she said, because I don't want my child to know that she's Black. My first initial thought was, Girl, what the, the hell is wrong with you? Problem? Exactly, because she can't tell that she's different <laughs> from everybody else? So, you know, how what Akeem said was greatly, I, I agreed with it because um, they don't want to be taught what it really is to be Black. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Baby, we can't cover up what we done went through, what we done dealt with, or whatever. You got to deal with those issues, baby girl, and let your daughter be proud of where she came from. Now, to answer the random side note question or whatever, you know how Bernie Mac said, sorry that I keep referencing movies or whatever, how he said, you know, you got to get yours before you get mine, before I get mine, but he wasn't talking about that. <laughs> but it's the crowd mentality. Hush, Dre, hush. I'm just saying, it's the crowd mentality yes. or whatever. You got to get... You gotta get yours before I get mine. Cause if I get mine before you get yours, oh, it's over. And I'm going, and then crabs in a bucket, they pull each other down for them to get to the top. Not That's never all that is. Crabs. No. <laughs> what? I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, you gonna let me be great. Crabs in the bucket and get yours before you get my recipes, Bernie Mac. Uh, so I I agree with a lot of these points. And I think that, um, and, and my questions posed throughout this um, conversation, I think lend to the root of why we um, can't and don't support each other. I, I agree with everyone around competition. Um, I think uh, a, a lot of that is rooted in the structure um, that it took to break us and to build us as uh, individuals who um, would do labor and, and, and who would support a system um, and not have a voice in it. I agree about the seeking identity, but I also think that we have to start to reshape the narrative. And I think that's what um, other segments of the population do better than Black people. We don't always come together to celebrate each other. We have Black History Month and we always talk about the 28 days, shortest month of, of the year. Um, but how do we start to frame ourselves within the history of America? I am a proud American, but I, I am also, um, I agree with the seeking identity. For me, I learned over the, um, the break that how my identity is a blend of things. Um, so I agree with that, but I also think that overall, regardless of where the other pieces of me come from, I am so proud and excited to be a Black woman in America that I am willing to root. Like when when it's, uh, Issa Rae said, I'm room for everyone's Black, that touched me on a level that I can't speak of, regardless of who I see um, out on the quad or who I see who is working in corporate America, I'm rooting for you. And we have to start to um, share that narrative beyond this decisiveness and this division in our communities. And we have to start coming together as one to support each other, not in competition, because we're not competing with ourselves. We should com be competing with everyone else because if we're only competing with ourselves, we limit where our possibilities can truly grow. So, hey, so thanks for submitting that random side note. We appreciate it. We're excited mm -hmm. to be back and thinking about these complex issues and how they affect us. I think we hear and see a consensus here uh, around competition seeking identity and um there's a hope here that we can start to come together to shift that narrative oh yeah so moral of the story we rooting for everybody black 
we rooting for everybody black. Hey, y'all, I think that was a good first episode conversation. Uh, y'all came back and brought the energy. I see people got some rest. Um, you can catch us on everybody except AB. <laughs> yeah, AB. AB always tired. That's what she said. <laughs> Rubber dub dub in the tub. <laughs> but you can catch us on social media, uh, in Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RND Side Note. That's at RND Side Note. Um, we have a new surprise for you all this season. You'll um, you'll get to chat with Akeem, Nikki, and I live on Instagram at RND Side Note every Thursday night for off the record conversation um, at eight o'clock p.m. Watch for the promo for that this week. As well as you can see us, uh, you can listen to us on um, Fridays and join in on the conversation in Clubhouse uh, every Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a random side note happy hour. Um, If you want to listen to our um, podcast episodes, we're available on every major podcast platform. And we also have a, a browser where you can play them on your desktop computer at random hyphen side note dot captivate.com.fm so it's captivate.fm random side note yo this has been a great conversation y'all um y'all watching the grammys tonight uh, I'm not no. blue i haven't won a grammy congratulations and megan and megan won a won a grammy for um she's already won a grammy for um stallion remix so you know how i love meg so meg can you please come on here one day so that we can talk to you please please, but why is you jumping like you can go to the bathroom (laughs) i love megan y'all already know that y'all know i love megan all right so we will catch y'all on the flip side of this has been our show for today i'm your boy dre with the Rendo game, we out. Gay, gay. Stay blessed. Peace. Back. <laughs> right. Be doing right. like they can see us. <laughs> <laughs>